Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes. And welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK. And for this interview, we have Rachel Rankmore from the UK also joining me. And we're going to talk about her son, Bailey, who has epilepsy and uses cannabis for medicine. And we're going to have a few of these kind of interviews coming up over the next few weeks where we talk to mums whose children have epilepsy or other health issues and they use cannabis for medicine. And here in the UK, though, cannabis is legal for medicine. It's very difficult to get hold of it. And regardless of us having the NHS, the National Health Service, uh, most of these families who need the cannabis for their children have to pay a ridiculous amount of money every month to buy it for them. And we've had interviews in the past with more mums like this as well, like Joanne Griffiths, who's been on the show a couple of times, Hannah Deacon, and they all have problems with the, with the medical system in the UK. And here in this story from Rachel, you're going to hear a lot more just like it. Hope you enjoyed the interview. And if you want to find out more about Bailey or Rachel, then head over to Facebook and search Mission for Bailey Shakes, and you'll be able to find their page and their group and you'll be able to get involved with things there. But for now, here's the interview. I hope you enjoy it. See you in a bit. So how are you? You're, we, you're here because your son, Bailey, uses cannabis as a medicine for epilepsy. Yeah, I mean, Bailey's 20 years old now um, and has had epilepsy since the age of two and a half. Um, he was reaching all his milestones up until then, um, you know, speaking in Welsh, learning his numbers and his colours in Welsh. And then early hours of the morning, we woke to the sound of Bailey sort of choking. Um, so as first time parents, obviously really traumatised by that. We went mm. to him and we, we saw he was having a seizure. Um, phoned the ambulance, as you would, um, took him into hospital and they just diagnosed a febrile convulsion, which is quite common in children um, of a young age. So we were quite relieved that that brought him home. A couple of weeks later, the same thing happened, but he had, as soon as he was out of the first seizure, another one happened. Um, and this just continued to happen for a few months. So the hospital said that, you know, he needs an anticonvulsant. He's got epilepsy. So that was oh, wow. a major shock for us. Um, you know, as first time parents, you know, mm -hmm. I thought, did I do something wrong? Um, mm -hmm. You know, you know what toddlers are like they you know they they fall over and you know we, we were just looking for all rhymes and reasons as to mm -hmm. why this has happened to him um and as time went on um bailey's epilepsy got progressively worse so rather than having just tonic clonic seizures he was having um drop seizures absence seizures head drops um atonic seizures and they were coming in thick and fast every day Wow. Um, so he was, yeah, and he was he was just falling down, hurting himself, and and his actual drop seizures. They were more like he had electric shock, which used to just fling him from one end of the room to another. What is the difference in between these seizures? You say drop seizures. Um. So he 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 would just be standing there, say, or sitting, and it would just fling him. So he would have no you know control over that. He would just go down to the floor, wow. and then he would go into tonic clonic, and he would he would just violently shake. So these seizures were you know, sort of life-threatening for him. Mm -hmm. um, and we were trying lots and lots of different anticonvulsants medications, which came with horrific side effects for Bailey. Um, hair loss, aggression, head-to-toe rashes, ataxia. Um, oh gosh, lots and lots of, of different... Uh, increasing seizures, actually, as well. So, yeah. you know... Uh, increasing seizures as well? Yeah, on anticonvulsants. Yeah, they, they yeah. can make, you know the seizures worse so um, how so they, old was he at that point this was like still three four years old or something yeah i mean we were going into five and five five and six then i mean we'd gone through you know the bnf <laughs> book of medications mm -hmm. for, for seizures so um we were coming to the end of what we could try for him then um you know when we we had to add in emergency meds for bailey because he was just having hundreds of seizures a day he was having weekly um ambulances into hospital into recess into picu and icu um you know they just couldn't stop the seizures um so they would have to intubate him um 
which was wow, which was absolutely traumatizing. I mean, I'm sure um, this whole him. thing was very traumatizing for you, you know, as the parent seeing your child going through all of this. I mean, to be honest, at the time, you just don't, I, I don't think we've dealt with that trauma yet, mm, still, mm-hmm. even after all this time, Damn. because you've got to, you sort of go on autopilot to look mm-hmm. after your child yeah, yeah. when they mm-hmm. when they've got this condition because it's so horrific mm-hmm. um so you you haven't got time to stop and think you know about yourself and your trauma and how you deal with it so i mean you know bailey's 20 now and we 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 had him sleeping in with us and we still do now when we haven't got carers to make sure that he doesn't suffocate in a seizure at night Right. because you know he's at great risk of SUDEP with that so <laughs> you know it's, it's very traumatizing but um you know going back to how how he got to go on cannabis oil was you know at that stage at, at six we tried the ketogenic diet um which Bailey um was violently sick on he went into rapid ketosis so he was so what's the ke- ketogenic diet well, a ketogenic diet, it, it's it's a measured um, diet, high fat, low carb. So it changes your glu- glucose into ketones. Okay. And that's supposed to help with, with seizures. Um, but Bailey just went into rapid ketosis. So he was producing ketones and glucose and we couldn't get him down to a safe level. And obviously that was deemed dangerous because it could give you diabetes. So... Mm you know, that is, you know, another risky um, form of treatment, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And from then on, then, you know, we were just saying, what can we try? What can we try to the doctors? Because at this point, you pretty much tried everything. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, apart from surgery and, um, you know, they were looking at the vagal nerve stimulator. And I don't know if you've heard about a vagal nerve stimulator, but it is a device that's implanted into your chest. And a wire is attached to the vagal nerve, which is the main nerve into your brain. Um, and it sends pulses to try and stop the seizure becoming generalized. So, you know, we thought, well, th- th- this could work, but that's a very risky operation because mm-hmm. if they sever that vagal nerve, the game's over. Wow. Um, so we did go through with that and it did help Bailey. And, you know, with his smaller sort of head drop seizures where his head would just nod. Um, and his absence seizures. So we were grateful for that. And he still has one today. Um, but, you know, he, he still went downhill rapidly. You know, he was still having sort of hundreds of seizures a day, uh, tonic clonics, um, you know, and, and with all the benzamazepines um, that he was taking as well, his aggression, he, he had no quality of life. He was in a bed season all day, couldn't walk, couldn't talk, couldn't eat. And, um we had taken him into hospital via ambulance again um, and they loaded him up with such uh, an obscene amount of poignant rescue meds. You know, it, it was it was so traumatic for him. It really was. Um, and they basically just outed his body. So he lay there with no response from him at all. Um, and, and it was like that for a few days. So he had tubes coming out from everywhere. And we just thought, oh, my gosh. Horrific. You know, is, is, this is horrific. Is this the day, you know, we always thought yeah. amongst mm. ourselves, you know, this day could come where Bailey, you know, would no longer be with us, but you, we never say it out loud. So, you know, we, you just mm-hmm. give each other the look. Um, wow, and that's got to be fucking horrible as a parent, man. Is, is, you're in that hospital. Think about, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're in that hospital and it's just, you just try and breathe because you can't think of anything else. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. just, you just got to breathe and you just got to try and, you know, stay clued up on it, you know, and listen to what the doctors are saying to you, you know, and um, hope for the best you... and hope for the best. Yeah. What well, can you, you put your trust in doctors to be able to fix your child. Mm-hmm. And ultimately when you've got a sick child like Bailey, there's no guarantees they can fix him. You know, he's got epilepsy for the rest of his life. He's got Lennox-Gastro syndrome, which is a rare, severe form of epilepsy, which is drug resistant as well. So, you know, you've got you're on this roller coaster ride and you're never coming off it. How old was he at this point? Um, gosh, that was back in this is back in 2016 now. Um, so we're looking like he's about 16 years old. Yeah. So this is um, since he was so this is like 14 years of trying all these different kinds of medications and different treatments and operations. And yeah. he's still left in the position where he's in a hospital bed like that. Yeah, yeah. 
And he was in in that hospital fortnightly having loading doses of drugs, which used to leave him comatose. You know, he couldn't walk. We had to put him in a wheelchair to take him out of hospital. He was slurred speech. You know, and he got to be put on a heart monitor when he's being loaded into him because, you know, he could cause problems with his respiratory. So it's, it's no... It's no easy task, you know, looking after a child with severe epilepsy like that, because you see the pain and suffering he's going through at the time, you know, and he hates needles. He's got learning difficulties, global delays, you know, and trying to get your child to say, you know, it's okay if someone sticks a needle in you and loads you up with these drugs that makes you feel horrible. You know, how do you explain that to somebody who hasn't got that sort of capabilities? It's, mm -hmm. it's really difficult anyway, um, despite everything else that he has to deal with. Um, so, you know, we had the conversation with a neuro, he walked into the room and he just said, my basket of drugs are empty. I've got nothing left to try for Bailey. And we just looked at him and we were like, what? You're a doctor. Surely you can do something, you know, naively at that point where you do think the doctors can help. But he said, Bailey's, you know, not responding. And we don't know if he's going to wake up the Bailey, you know, or if wow. he's going to wake up. Yeah. Or if he's going to wake up at all because you know he said the amount of seizures he's having and also the amount of drugs we've given him you know we don't know if he's going to wake up so we were just like I, I I really can't you know I'm saying this to you now and it doesn't mm -hmm. really sink in to this day that that was said to us you know yeah. uh -huh. um it's, it's just it, it's I, like I when they, when you go to the doctors and, you know, so if somebody has like a, a terminal diagnosis for something like that, they always say, take somebody with you. Because when you hear yeah. news like that, your brain just can't process it. And I'm sure yeah. that it's going to be just like that for you as oh, a parent, yeah. hearing that about your child. Somebody might say that to you, but hearing something like that, it's like your brain kicks into survival instinct and it'll be like, I, I don't want to hear that right now. No. I don't want to hear that. No. I'm not listening, I'm not taking that info in. That's, I'm not having any part of, of that shit right now. So Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is exactly right, you know, and I don't think we even believed he, it either. Mm -hmm, we didn't mm -hmm. want to believe it. He's a true fighter. He's got such, oh, my gosh, he's an inspiration to us, mm -hmm. you know. He's he's a proper fighter, a cheeky little lad, you know, and he just wanted to enjoy his life. Mm -hmm. So um, we spoke about cannabis to our neuro um, back in before 2016 because we'd spoken to a friend of ours and he said you know he said you know cannabis is good for epilepsy and at the time we were like what yeah you can't yeah. give bailey mm -hmm. a joint to smoke that's like what no we can't do that like mm -hmm. you know very naively but craig you know whilst we're awake all night with bailey did a lot of research and, um, and craig's your husband right yeah partner mm -hmm. yeah yeah bailey's dad yeah we've been together gosh an age now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and, you know, he researched a lot and he came ac across Charlotte Figgy in, um, in Colorado, Charlotte's web oil. And um, mm -hmm. he said, oh, my God, this this is amazing. And he really looked into it and he said, no, you can take an oil. And we were like, right, OK, that's brilliant. You know, we found something that we can try. We can try. You know, it's not the end mm -hmm. sort of thing. And this and, hadn't been um, brought up to you with the doctors or anything at this point. This is just sort of off your own research. Yeah, off our own back. Yeah. A friend of ours just mentioned it to us. And then, you know, obviously when Bailey was getting progressively worse before he went into hospital that last time, we we had to find something as mm -hmm. a backup, you know, because you're always you're always trying to stay a, um, ahead of the game with epilepsy because, you know, it goes one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's lots of ups and down with it. Um, and you've got to keep chasing your tail all the time. So we looked at that. And um, when we were in that room, when the, the neuro said to us, you know, we don't know if he's going to wake up. And we were like, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start bailing on cannabis oil. And, um, and you told that to the doctor? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. we've always been really open. I mean, we've had a, an amazing relationship with Bailey's neuro. Miss um, Peach Neuro, um, he used to, you know, play with Bailey all the time and he was he was just so engaged with him, you know. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I can't say nothing about that and just held his hands up. But, you know, he knew he knew we were sensible people. Um, you know, he was, he's probably he said to us on countless times, you know, I'm going to let Bailey you take Bailey home. Now, because. I know you'll you know, you'll do the right thing by him and care for him. So mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, he wouldn't have let any other parents do that. They would have been kept in. You know, we were only ten minutes down the road from the hospital as well. So, mm. so we 
luckily Bailey the next few days he started coming round and we were like oh my god is he, he's going to be all right and was this after just, you've induced the cannabis medicine no it was right. it was it was before that um okay. he had a weakness on his left side so his his hand was crooking in and you know and we thought well he's talking he's alert if that's all that's happened that's amazing you know we'll just get him home and and try and get hold of Charlotte's web mm-hmm. um and back in 2016 that was Still illegal. Yeah. (laughs) Well, even then, I mean, you couldn't really get it in the UK then. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there was one stockist down in Kent and we we sourced a bottle and um, we said, come on, let's get in the car and go. (laughs) We drove down there. (laughs) Quick, go. (laughs) Let's just get in the car and get it. Um, And, you know, because we wanted to make sure it was all legit, you know, naively, you know, cannabis people you know it's been demonized for years yeah for sure it's it's not even naive this is the information you've been forced for the last 40 years exactly you know so when we thought we we need to see who who's selling it um so we went down there great place um we um we had this chat and we we came home with a bottle of oil Mm -hmm. maybe 100 percent cbd oil was it is charlotte's web is hemp so it's Mm -hmm. it's full hemp so nothing's taken out of it and I think it was 0.2 percent THC then so it was you know below the legal limit then yeah um so we we came home we gave him the first few drops and it was within days Bailey just it was like a light switched on there he was wow he was was back in the room he was you know he was engaging he was looking at us he was playing with a ball and trying to pump it up he was talking to his nan and his gramps and they were just dumbfounded as well. It was like, how is this happening? Surely is it us just like, seeing just it? Just <laughs> like that like night and day difference from the other yeah, medicines yeah. you've been using to the cannabis. Yeah, you know, and that wasn't even full extract cannabis oil, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we he'd gone, you know, as time went on, we increased the dosage. We were um, in contact with Ralma Karen in America who, who um, gave us advice on dosing. Um, and interactions with other medications that he was that he was on as well so that was that was reassuring for us as well as parents mm. um and enough for us to tell the doctors we're not just giving this giving this oil willy-nilly we've 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 sought advice mm-hmm. and um we're giving it so many hours after this normal meds so you know there's no interaction so to speak so mm-hmm. there was there was no excuse they could report us or anything like that you know because that was always the fear yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's cannabis. You lose your kids and all of this shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, um, which is why we've always been open with every person that's involved in baby's care because having a child with um, special educational needs as well, and and how sick he was, that you know, you get lots of people involved. You get social services, community nurses, occupational therapists, school, special needs school. You know, so you've got a lot of people with eyes on you. So mm-hmm. we just said we're open and honest about it. You know, we're giving him this. It's not illegal. Yeah, you it's have all to be. Yeah. And then it was it was classed as a food supplement. Um, okay. At that time, then. Um, so as time went on, we just saw major improvements in Bailey. He was running up and down the corridors in school. He was riding his scooter. This is all I, stuff he's never done before. No, no. It, you know, that stopped as soon as he started having seizures. He wasn't able to live his life. Mm. He, he was below the centile uh, line for growth. So he was really tiny, small and thin. Um, it's probably because growing. of all the medicines he was always yeah, taking. Yeah, yeah. And always being just comatosed on drugs all the time. His body just wasn't able to breathe. Mm. Um, you know, so he started growing. His appetite got better. Oh gosh, and his hair became a lot, lot thicker, and we saw this healthy boy emerging from us, you know, in front of us. It was amazing. So we he'd gone from no hospital stays, no ambulances, no increased drugs, no um, emergency medication, and no increase in his in his normal drugs as well. Bailey was was living his best quality of life, you know, on a medicine that didn't give him any side effects as well, you know, so it was absolutely incredible. So how long did it take for, for, I mean, does he still take the, the pharmaceutical medications from the doctor? Yeah, he does. I mean, we are always going to have to have that mix because some of the drugs that Bailey's on, we've tried to pull him off them before and they're so addictive. 
Oh, no, really? That we can't. Yeah. I mean, we've tried to get him down off some of the benzodiazepines and he does have withdrawal all of them. Which, That's which terrible, is, isn't it? It is awful. Honestly, he's been on them since he was, you know, really young as well. Mm-hmm. So he'd have rages, the behaviour is off the wall, you know, and now he's a big lad now, you know, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. 20 years of age, you know, and he's so remorseful with it. And he afterwards when this happened and he's like, I'm oh, sorry, mum, I'm sorry, in on me, in on me, you know, and you think, oh, God, yeah. you, you're willing to pump that into my son. But, you know, the cannabis oil has given him his quality of life with no side effects. Yeah, Might cause schizophrenia and psychosis, oh, though. Oh, yeah, but look at what he's you know, going through. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, stupid, man. It's, it, yeah. it's I don't understand how they still have arguments for this one. There's so many cases like yours. Uh, it's How are they still even arguing against this? Well, I mean, that was just a start for Bailey. I mean, you know, as time went on, um, I think it was two years we had amazing results with Charlotte's Web, but then Bailey did start to deteriorate again. Um, and then Is that because you started to build up a tolerance? Tolerance to it, to it yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's condition anyway, it's drug resistant. So certain things will work for a short period of time and then, you know, you've got to try something else on different dosage or, mm. you know, so we, we've gone as far, as far as we could with Charlotte's Web. Um, and we tried a few other oils, you know, Endica and um, things like that. Um, and then, you know, there was all the media um, frenzy then around um, Alfie Dingley um, yeah. with Hannah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw her on this morning and I was like, full extract oil, what, what is that? Because at that time, I didn't know full extract. I thought that's what we were giving Bailey. We didn't really know. We didn't really educate ourselves. Bailey was doing great. That's all we cared about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so I, I got in contact with her um, and that's when we joined End Our Pain um, with a group of families and, and started campaigning to fight for the, for the right for our children to have cannabis oil as well. Um, and, you know, we, we met with, you know, we, we've been to government, we've been to debates, we've marched up and down the streets of London, we've done everything, we've done mm-hmm. media, we've done interviews, we've written letters to everybody that will listen, we've done petitions, you know, which so is all much, really... You know, you've worked so hard at this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's no easy task either. It's, it's very, very draining mm-hmm. um, and it's the biggest fight that I've ever had to do where I felt so low as a person, you know, because you think in your mind that, you know, if children need help nobody would stand in the way stand in the way of that they'd want to see them well mm-hmm. you know and in my mind I'm thinking well that's not morally right you don't want to help my son you don't want to help these sick children you don't want to help these sick people how why and in my head because you know we're we're such helpful people we've 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 helped parents who have contacted us as well but even in our own sort of DNA that's what we are we help mm. people and as best we can and that's what most people are like but when they go yeah. up to them positions of government they kind of lose that trait and they don't care about other people anymore they only care about themselves and their donors their sponsors yeah and it's just I couldn't get I can't couldn't get my head around that and I think that's what's broken me so much is that you know if you've lost faith in the government yeah. yeah I've lost faith in in their humanity you know they're in they're in that position privileged position to make a change for people and they don't. The ignorance, how they've ignored us and they've just brushed us aside. They've, we've gone in circles, I mean, so, so many times with lots of the establishments and things as well. And, and it's just so hurtful mm-hmm. that they have got control over our son's life. Unreal. We, we, you know, we sought a private prescription during this time now in the last two years and um, got Bailey a private prescription, which we're still paying for now. Yeah, how much that cost? A couple of grand a month? Yeah, well, twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, twelve hundred pounds a month. Um, a month. Um, and you know we're we're fundraising locally. You know we've we've got a, a really really good community here in Cardiff, um, in Wales actually all over. And um, you know I do regular lottos and raffles and stuff like that because of COVID. It's been even more. Difficult. More, mm. yeah, detrimental. We we just wouldn't we won't, we wouldn't be able, we couldn't even do our big fundraising events like we normally do. You know, we've done bike rides, you know, um, walks and and golf things and oh, climbing, 
climbing Penavan, the mountains and, you know, but obviously because of COVID, they, you know, the restrictions really hit us hard. So mm-hmm. I had to find another way of trying to get the money. So we've, we've been doing sake. lottos. Yeah. And he, the government even knew this, you know, like letters were written to them to say, you know, during COVID as well, we haven't been able to fundraise. What are we going to do if we run out of money? And and actually in the first lockdown with Bailey, we um, we had to make the decision to sort of cut down Bailey's oil. Oh, no. Um, and introduce Epidiolex, which Whoa. is the NHS version of mm-hmm. an isolate CBD. I'm, and we've always refused it because we knew that what Bailey needed was full extract oil. He'd already mm-hmm. started off on Charlotte's Web, which was, you know, sort of a better version than the Epidiolex, obviously. But we knew by going on Epidiolex, it wasn't going to do much for him because it was just an isolate. But we just had no choice. We thought if we give him half of his oil and half of the Epidiolex, perhaps that might just be enough to keep him going until we raise the money. Um, I must have felt so helpless, man. It's yeah, terrible. I mean, but he went, he went bad. Oh, he, no. he, he was in the bed again and he was suffering hundreds of seizures. He had, he couldn't walk, talk. He, his mouth became all swollen, his tongue, he wasn't drinking or eating. And I, I was just like, he's coming off it. We're, we're just going to have to get the money from somewhere. And luckily um, a relative had given us some money and um, we were able to get him back on track. Um, had we not been able to, we would have ended up in hospital. And then the only sort of treatment that they said to us would be palliative care. Wow, fucking hell. So, you know, rather than give us a prescription for full extra cannabis oil, which is legally allowed to be prescribed, they were giving palliative care, which means shutting his body down every, down every time he has these, you know, hundreds of seizures, which is no quality of life for like... And it's an absolute you know, farce 19... as well. How much does that cost? Exactly. To be in the hospital, to have that medication, the doctor's care, it, and it would be so much cheaper to pay Absolutely. for the cannabis medicine and for him to stay at home with his family. 100%. 100%. I mean, we've saved them hundreds of thousands of pounds since Bailey's been on cannabis, some form of cannabis oil. And you paid them how many thousands of pounds for this medicine as well? It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. It's a farce. You know, and we've always been such at the forefront of, of Bailey suffering because when he was taking all these drugs, there's like specific um, AEDs that will go with the specific syndrome of epilepsy that you can try. So mm-hmm. obviously then, you know, you've got to have like um, telemetry um, tests, which is like an EEG, right. which uh, measures the electrodes in your, in your brain and abnormal activity. So mm-hmm. um, they do a 24 hour one, but in Cardiff and in Wales here, we didn't have that facility for Bailey to be diagnosed with a syndrome. Um, so we had to wait because he's in Great Ormond Street Hospital. So everybody from Wales was on a waiting list to go to Great Ormond Street. So, um, which is in London, right? Which is in London. So we were like waiting forever. Mm-hmm. So during this time, we had no choice but to try every single drug that there was. Um, and we said to our neuro, well, how much is this piece of machinery? Like, how, you know, you've got a room, how much is the machinery? And they said, oh, 55 grand. I think wow. it was 65 in the end. And we said, okay, we'll start fundraising. So at this point, Bailey then was diagnosed with Lennox-Gastaut syndrome. So this piece of machinery was never going to benefit Bailey, but it would benefit other people in Wales. You know, they wouldn't be waiting as long. They wouldn't suffer side effects from all the drugs they had to try. Mm -hmm. Um, So it took us seven years and we raised them the money. Go on. Well done. For that piece of kit. But unfortunately, and much to our annoyance, they haven't got the staff to actually run run the facility. Wow. So, you know, it was it must have been a, a kick in the teeth. Yeah, we yeah. Thought, oh, mm-hmm. my God. You know, other parents also contributed um, to the 65K. But, you know, we, we raised the majority of that. And it was just so we just thought, why? <laughs> you know, come on, Welsh so government. Like demoralizing. You know, it it? Yeah, absolutely. You put all that work in and then you, you get to the end, which you think is the end. And then it's like, oh, sorry, but we don't have anybody who can work it. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Show me how to work and I'll do it. You know, yeah, yeah. enough of them, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's very demoralizing. But, you know, when Bailey did go into hospital the last time before he ended up getting his private prescription, you know, he was in hospital suffering hundreds of seizures. Um, oh, we'll give him nitrazepam. I was like, oh, another de- benzamazepine, that's going to be great. It's not going to work. And, um, you know, we asked the doctors, you know, you can prescribe Bailey's full extra cannabis oil. No, we can't. I said, yes, you can. Have a look at the guidance. And I showed them the guidance. And they were like, 
no. And they no. still said no. They were like, we don't have to. We The guidance is there, but it's still oh down to the clinician God. if they want to prescribe. Yeah, absolutely. They should be held so, under criminal fucking charges for that shit. That's ridiculous. It is. And you you hear this right across the board, you know, the reluctance to prescribe. Um, and the doctor also said, I said, well, the BPNA have written their guidance. You know, you you can you can prescribe Bedrocan until Ray products. And she said, well, um, I helped write the guidance and I can't go back on that now. And so I looked. So she I helped died. write the guidance saying that she can, but she's not going to. Yeah. Wow, I don't get it. Because the BPNA recommend they don't prescribe, even though they put guidance out to say they recommend they don't prescribe. So, you know, she sat at the foot of my son's bed while he's having seizures and saying this to us. And we're just like, really? I had two nurses in the room crying. And it, it was just unbelievable. You know, what just, happened to the Hippocratic like, Oath? You've... Well, this is, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's lots of restrictions in place for the prescribing of it all. Um, and we've, you know, we've gone and hit every barrier. You know, you've got the nice guidance, although they've come out and made it a bit more lenient um, to say that they, you know, they're not stopping clinicians from prescribing. Um, but the, lots of establishments are just digging their heels in for whatever rhyme or reason. We don't know because we've tried everything. We've tried to break down the barriers and, and you know, they're still there somewhere. And it's, it's, it's extremely frustrating. Mm -hmm. um, it's 18 years of struggle for you now. Yeah. You know, when we've seen Bailey thriving now with a huge quality of life, um, you know, he's able to be this year, he'll be moving into a bungalow of his own with 24 hour care. So, he's, you know, he can go out and decide what he wants to do, whether he wants to go bowling, riding his adapted bike and, you know, awesome. do all those things. Yeah, you know, some like, kind of independence, freedom yeah. and a chance of a normal life to some extent. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's always going to have problems. He's always going to have epilepsy and we're never going to dispute that ever. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not that naive to the point we think this is a miracle cure for him, mm -hmm. but you know, it's given him the best quality of life that he, that he's ever had. We never thought he would have aspirations and be able to do this, you know? Um, and, you know, we've got another son who's 15 years of age who have watched, you know, growing up watching his brother, in a very life or death situation, you know, and that's, mm -hmm. that's hurt him mentally as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the suffering is just throughout the family, you know, and how you cope with that is, well, you don't cope. Just each day rolls into another yeah, one. That's right. You just get through it. That's all. Exactly. So, you know, it's very, the fight's not over. We'll never give up because we know we can't give up because Bailey always says to us, no, no give up, mum, no give up. And he and he gets out of that bed every day. I mean, he has still has seizure every night, but he's got the night to sleep it off and wake up in the morning and you know do the activities he wants to do. But you know the strength he's shown us how to be strong, mm -hmm. and we are so privileged to have him in our lives and to have him as our son because you know he's such a oh the smile he's infectious, you know he's so kind. Um, I just wish. Everybody else who's involved in making the law would see see that and um, take it on board, really. It just you know, shocks me how, yeah, I mean, there's so many cases out there like this where there's been a clear difference in people's quality, quality of life when they start taking cannabis medicine. Yeah. And it just seems as if it's ignored. Yeah. And it's not just in the UK, it's around the world as well. There's people in the USA and there's people in Canada and there's people out there who can access this legally as well, their medicine yeah. legally. And there's just a change in their life every time it's, why is this still being ignored do you think there's some ulterior motive there from the doctors or the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical industry or the um, government well for, for me we've always had firm support from our neuro um, and the adult neuro bailey got now as well um he seems to think you know that the cannabis need to be needs to be treated in a different way to pharmaceuticals which i totally agree mm -hmm. um because you can't you can't trial cannabis plants. You know, everybody takes different doses. It's different strains. There's, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, so you just can't isolate it. Just 
doesn't work for drug resistant epilepsy like like Bailey's got you know mm-hmm. you can't just give them the isolate and we've proved that um but I think with the doctors they changed the law and they never enacted it correctly I think they didn't set up any sort of guidance for doctors yeah maybe they insurance just... for doctors for instance because they probably you know not insured to actually prescribe this drug either so when you get like bodies giving them advice that they're part of they're going to take that advice and go well actually no way I can't, you know, I can't prescribe that. Who's going to get blamed for it? Because with pharmaceutical drugs, it's been tested and it's been, you know, put through the pharmaceutical route. So, you know, they're quite happy to prescribe that. But on the other hand, you know, so I do feel for the doctors, you know, and not sort of demonising them in in any way, shape or form, but Mm -hmm. they could do a lot more and fight for their their patients. They could stand up and say, I've seen my patients their lives have changed because of this can we have something done about it yeah absolutely you know so whether it is the trusts who are stopping that or you know the panels it's it's just very difficult and the other thing they need to look at as well is that they have to get special funding requests for the unlicensed and tested drugs that they use on children anyway bailey's tried them all he's tried over 20 pharmaceutical drugs all that have been given him side effects that have been unlicensed and tested to be used in children, you know, so they come back with this excuse of, well, cannabis hasn't been tested, you know, but. Well, neither have all these other drugs you've poured exactly. down my kid. Absolutely. You know, there's, you know, this almost killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like cannabis know, right, is the last one they go to when it should which be the is first. Ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. hundred percent especially on the back of all the, you know, the side effects that are horrific, the benzamazepines that he's been on, the, and it's horrific to see him. He, you can see it's not him. He's like a madman when he's coming down off them, you know, it's so awful. You know, it just, it's just distraught. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, we are so lucky with a close-knit family, really, mm-hmm. because this would, you know, normally rip other, other families apart, to be honest. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um you know, just with the condition of epilepsy, never known the fight for cannabis because with a child with, you know, an illness like this. You yeah, any issue is yeah. as bad as where they suffer every day because yeah. of it. And, you know, you've got to fight for everything. You've got to fight for their transport, their school, their benefits, their equipment. You're fighting constantly all the time. And then you get this fight for, you've got to fight for a medicine and it's making him you know, giving him a better quality of life is absolutely exhausting, you know, mm. and um, I think that's why we can't stop and think about it, because if we do, I don't think we'll get up from it. <laughs> yeah, you just crack. It, it just makes yeah. no sense, does it? It makes no sense. The injustice is so shocking. Yeah. But even to, you know, because they, they're kids as well, they're children. Yeah. How are you preventing children from getting medicine, which clearly works for them? It, exactly. it, it just it makes me sick. It's absolutely fucking shocking. And people need to be out criminal, criminally responsible for this shit. When it comes out and, and cannabis is fully legalized so people can use it for their medicine as much as they like, people need to go back and look at all of this and find out who is responsible because people's lives have been ruined because of these ridiculous laws. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, how long is it that our children got to wait before something happens? You know, I don't and- think. You know, As you I, said, there's the, the epilepsy. Children can die just, yeah. just from ep- having epilepsy in yeah. the first place. And how many children have because they haven't had access to this medication? Exactly. It's unreal. Exactly. It is unreal. And I, you know, I just think, why pass a law if you're not going to help everybody? They're more interested in helping themselves, I think. So he's still on the cannabis medicine now, right? He's, he's yeah, on for, he's still full on extract it. cannabis oil. He's on oil full now. extract oil now, yeah. yeah. Or CBD. Just, yeah, and THC. So he's on a 20 to 1 ratio. So Okay, uh, 20, yeah. 20 to 1 with CBD being the dominant one. Yeah, yeah. Does he take that every day? He takes the three times a day. So he takes um, 0.8 mil in the morning, 1 mil um, at night, or he takes the dose in the afternoon or 0.8 as well. So, yeah, he takes it three times a day. And you just add it to, like, a drink or his food or something? No, he just takes it under the tongue. Okay. Yeah, it's just the oil in the syringe and he takes it into the tongue. You know, it's not that much oil. Mm-hmm. One mil, 0.8. So, you know, he's been really good. I mean, he's taken tablets all his life. So, mm-hmm. you know, he just takes them like they're sweet sort of thing, which is yeah, quite sad to, to see, it, you know, yeah. but, 
you know, he's always taking the oil. He's he's just a superstar. So <laughs> that's all I can say, really. I mean, and the main reason we set up Bailey's page on Facebook um, was to show his journey um, mm-hmm. with epilepsy, really, um, and the fundraising we were doing for the hospital. So, um, and it just progressively gone from there. Um, and the whole reasoning behind the name of it, Mission for Bailey Shakes, is that he caused his seizures, his shakes. Right. So, okay. and he was always on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> he was always doing a mission being a superhero doing something so yeah um that that was the the whole reasoning behind you know why we set the page up for bailey originally you know and um just to show people what it was like to live with epilepsy and have seizures and everything else that goes with that as well so that's where it started back all those many years ago where not much was said about it yeah so I, long so- ago it's it's crazy that we're still in this position. Still, have, well, you know, say we. I mean, because we are there with you, but you were the guys yeah. in the front line having this fight every day, suffering with this shit because people are just too ignorant to look at the evidence in front of them. It, it I, it's mind boggling because you know we've written this letter, handwritten letters. We've gone to the select committees. We've gone into the debates. The debate that was talked out just before Christmas mm-hmm. by the Tories. You're like, why would you do that? Why would you stop any progression? of a child becoming well when you're you can just vote that in why vote it out what is the reasoning behind voting something out there must be something going on in the background but we don't know about you know you hate to be all conspiracy theorists and tinfoil hat wearing but it's like these people are being paid off by the big pharmaceutical companies being like no no don't let them have that make sure they have their epidiolex over there don't don't let them have the actual cbd medicine it is there must there must be something like that going on because they're so happy to give kids untested and uh, untrialed yeah. medication but then say you can't have cannabis because it hasn't been tested and it hasn't had any trials it's like it's ridiculous it's not an argument anymore no and the, other, and the other thing is a lot of there's a lot of children like bailey who have tried everything nothing else left for them mm-hmm. I mean, hannah the, with uh with alfie and we've got yeah, uh, joanne with ben yeah absolutely you know it's it's ridiculous because bailey if we, we can't increase his oil now and we can't go on a different form of oil when he reaches tolerance. Mm. So we're going to be left with, what, retrying the list of 20 drugs again? Mm. My God. That, or they're going to give him palliative care. And why would you do that? You know, the hundreds of seizures he's going to suffer, these drugs are not going to work for him. You know, the hundreds of seizures that he's going to suffer is going to cause brain damage and he might mm-hmm. not wake up again. Any, uh, so any one of them? Just give him the medicine that's keeping him alive, safe and well. He's got no other choice, you know. They're talking about psychosis and all this kind of stuff. Well, he hasn't had that. He's been taking a form of cannabis since 2016. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's just a bullshit argument happen. they have. It's it's untrue. There's no studies to suggest that even that even happens. There's no, no. psychosis and schizophrenia from taking cannabis. It's it's just a lie that they use to try and keep it suppressed. It's bullshit, man. I mean, why why do they say all this shit? Like, oh, there's studies out there that say that it will give you a psychosis and schizophrenia, but there's way more studies to say that it helps with epilepsy. Yeah. But you ignore all of those studies and you want to highlight the one bad study that was done in the 70s that tells you about yeah. schizophrenia psychosis. <laughs> it's like, why do, you, why do you pay attention to that study but ignore the hundreds that disprove it? There's obviously something going on in the background that just stops them from making any real moves but to legalize cannabis for medicine yeah i mean these Damn drugs shame. that they give them these pharmaceutical drugs they give they they give our children not tested and unlicensed the list of side effects that happen you know bailey's got a slow moving bowel now because of all the the aeds he's taken over the years so you know he's, it causes other problems mm-hmm. as well but they're willing for that to oh that's all right don't worry we'll give him another tablet to cure that or you know you've got to take laxatives every day and we're incontinence pads you know no. that's, that's how different right. would a thing that. how different would things have been if he was allowed to get his cannabis medicine from when he was first yeah. diagnosed with these conditions absolutely i mean and our other son ross um you know bailey was when he was on charlotte's about the beginning we thought right okay we asked the neuro you know what are the chances of having another child with epilepsy you know they said oh it's not hereditary you'd be very unlucky mm-hmm. um but we had ross and as a toddler, he started falling over and tripping, and we noticed his his sat at the table once, and he, his his face all drooped to the one side. And we looked at each other and thought, "Oh my God, what the oh hell's no. happening here?" Yeah, it's an EEG, and it 
and the neurologist said I don't know how to say it but he's he's got epilepsy and we were like oh, oh no. gosh here we go again but obviously we're armed with education now over the last so many years of baby mm-hmm. trying all these drugs so they tried one drug on him Tegretol um, and he was sleeping all day in school in the book mm-hmm. corner and I was like I'm not having it no I said you know he's having absence seizures he's not having big seizures let's just take him off it we took him off it and he hasn't had a seizure since damn he just grew out of it you know luckily mm-hmm you know, we just didn't end up having any more seizures. So uh, again, you know, the guilt-stricken parents that we are mm-hmm, mm-hmm. think, well, you know, what could we have done now with Bailey? And you know, we look back and I think, well, no, his seizures were really bad. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, how we get through that? I mean, lots the NDR pain group and and Hannah and have been amazing. I don't. Yeah, you're all amazing people. Inspirational to see all the things you have to go through every day and the things you've done up until now, and you know, and to continue to do so for your kids, man. It's fucking amazing. It's nothing short of amazing. I mean, that's what we got to do. is just keep talking about it. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's not easy doing these interviews and you know, have a media come to your house and you know, going to radio stations and, you know, yeah, and begging for money all the time and all yeah. this shit. It's not cool. You know, you don't oh, want to do that. No. You shouldn't have to do that. Absolutely not. You know, we've been working people all our lives. You know, I had to mm-hmm. give my job up to become a full-time carer for Bailey. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked in a bank. So, you know, and I enjoyed, enjoyed the, the camaraderie and things like that that went with it. Now, you know, I'm living within four walls of a house, <laughs> you Drug know, with, do you get any break at all? Do you get any respite? Do you, I mean, you now we do because Bailey's, get out, yeah? Yeah, Bailey's got a team now um, that he gets taken out and, you know, overnight respite as well. So cool. the carers stay awake with him. So it's great. So I got to try and get my life back on track to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I got to find out who I am yeah. again, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, um, which is quite hard to be honest, trying to pull yourself out from, you know, the fight really, because you just well, don't even wanna... just as a normal parent, it's hard to get out and do things, you know, when you have a child yeah. with a debilitating issue like that, it must be even more difficult. It is. I mean, because we've, we slept in with Bailey, Craig still works full time and we slept in with Bailey, you know, one mm. of us each night to make sure that he don't suffocate in a seizure um, or hurt himself. Um, so you probably haven't had a good night's sleep no. in 20 years either. No. And you know what? I bought one of these um, watches that records your steps and your heart rate and your sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's like I have an hour of deep sleep a night because we're such light sleepers now. Yeah. We just can't get that back. We can't get a full eight hour deep sleep in. It's hard when you look. Yeah. I mean, these 20 years have gone like a flash mm-hmm. as well. And I just think, you know, um, we've just got to be a little bit more kinder to ourselves as well now. Yeah. You can, I mean, it's, it's a thing with moms. Moms do it all the time. Is they forget to look after themselves because they've got kids yeah. to look after. Yeah. And you have to be at number one in order to take care of the kids. You have to absolutely. be taking care of yourself, man. Yeah, absolutely. If only the whole world was more kinder. <laughs> sure. Or the people in power were, then perhaps. But that's it. It's like situation. there is a lot of good people out there. And I'm sure you've seen that yeah. from the community support that you oh, have. Yeah. But it's when you get up to the higher levels, when the people with the people with the power don't give a shit about anybody else but themselves, man. They just want, and their donors, they want to make money for themselves and money for the people who got them into the position they're in. And that's it. It's like they don't care about anybody else. It's sickening. It's, it's fucking sickening. Well, man. it is because, you know, the sick and vulnerable need help. Mm-hmm. and they're the people they need <laughs> they need to help and they don't and it's mm-hmm. it's oh it is sickening and that is the right word it is very sickening because you know they're in a privileged position why wouldn't you want to help somebody if you could mm-hmm. don't get that and it's like fine you might not know anything about it but go and ask an expert yeah. and they'll give you they'll give you all the information you need and then you can make a good decision a well-informed decision on what the right thing to do is and it's clear when anybody looks at the evidence but the right thing to do here is to make sure that these children have access to their medicine. Yeah. You know, you know on the NHS as well, people yeah. shouldn't be going out paying ridiculous amounts of money for their children's medicine. It, this, it, it frustrates me so much yeah. to know that people are out there paying thousands every month in the current economical climate. Yeah. It's like, how are you, how can anybody even afford this shit? You have to go out, sell your house to, yeah. to pay for, for medicine for your kid and any parent would do it. And this is an argument Joanna's brought up before. It's like, why would a parent do that? Why would a parent sell their house for a medicine that doesn't work? Yeah. It clearly well, yeah. works. Otherwise, they wouldn't be selling <laughs> their house to buy it. You know, I wouldn't break myself this badly 
and mm-hmm. fight for something and speak up about something that I didn't believe was working. Why would I waste my time and energy? You know, I would just wouldn't do that. Yeah. You know? And not just you. There's no, you, there's, every, yeah. there's Joanne, there's Hannah. Yeah. There's, there's so many people going through this struggle. And it's just like you're all ignored. Yeah. It's, it's, exactly. I mean, we've been wrong, pulled, pulled around in so many circles. It's just... It is unbelievable. People wouldn't believe, you know, we, we raise, we raise the, we raise the roof in the media and it all dies down. They give you a little carrot dangling in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it all dies down and then you think, oh, you're going away now. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's Social media cycle. Yeah, every two yeah. weeks, everything's forgotten about and people move yeah. on to the next thing to be raged at. Yeah. And the, that's what the media is like. And we've gone through COVID, we've gone through the election, we've gone through Brexit and every single time, you know, we travel, you know, from Cardiff to London for these fundraisers, you know, mm. and having to leave Bailey at the very beginning when he was poorly as well to go and try and get him his prescription, you know, standing in front of the health secretary and him saying, yeah, you know, be readily available in several months time. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And here That's you are, right. I mean, at least two years after, well, four years, sorry, fuck it. I'll just keep thinking it's 2020 because nothing's happened. It's crazy, you know? <laughs> isn't it? I know, I know. It's been it's four madness. years now, 2018, that was legalised for medical use and there's still people yeah. out there who can't get access to it unless they've got a shitload of money to pay for it. Exactly. Unreal. So um, what's yeah. next for you guys? I mean, what what is the plan? Yeah, I'm sure you have more lined up for what you're going to do next. Well, um, we're obviously looking at more fundraising events that we're going to do. Craig's actually going to a, um, doing a dip in the sea this weekend. Awesome. <laughs> Dressed as Mr. Incredible, which is Bailey's favourite character. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we've got lots of people who do fundraising events for Bailey, um, mm-hmm. which we're, we're, we're so, so lucky. Um, they, they're all amazing. They're like our family, to be honest. So anybody can um, just do a fundraising event for Bailey, right? So- yeah, I mean, we've got a PayPal account. We did have a GoFundMe page set up for Bailey, but they closed it down with no reason. Ugh. Which... Probably cannabis-related, yeah. Well, I didn't even mention anything to do with cannabis in it either. So they've obviously married up his, his Facebook page with the GoFundMe page and thought, yeah, let's shut this down. Shocking. Yeah, That's I know. another battle you have to fight against the world. But time, this is so. it, you know, you're trying to raise money and then you're being stopped from raising the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so we'll carry on doing the fundraiser. We're trying to revamp his page as well and just try and hit a, a wider community as well, really, because um, I don't see it happening anytime soon. Um, descriptions available on the NHS. So we've just yeah. got to keep doing what we're doing at the moment. Uh, getting Bailey his voice out there and um, because he can't, you know, he can't come on here and talk. Um, Mm -hmm. He has got our capabilities because of the epilepsy, but Mm -hmm. we're his voice. And, you know, the more people that that hear his story, um, you know. Changes more minds, man. There's too many people out there that just are completely unaware of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not their fault. It's just, it's just not putting their faces that they are completely unaware about. Hold on. Cannabis is an actual medicine. I was the same. I was ignorant to it many years ago. When people first started saying cannabis is is medicine, we want to legalize for medical use over here. And I've been using cannabis for a long time. And at that point, I was like, no, it's not even a medicine. People are just trying to get it legalized (laughs) for medicine so they can get stoned, man. What are they talking about? (laughs) But, you know, after doing research over many years and seeing all these different stories, it's like it's clear that it's probably not even a recreational drug. It's completely the the opposite. There's not a recreational use of people use cannabis as a medicine, whether they know it or not. Yeah. It's just incredible that this is a, it's just the lack of information available to people. When people do find out, then things change. Yeah. I mean, there just needs to be education right across the board, I think as well, right through the doctors, the NHS, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. when they're starting off as well in med school, you know, they don't cover it, do they? No, they don't cover it. So, Mm. you know, I didn't know we had an endocannabinoid system. I never knew that. You know, it's only through joining this group that we've actually found all this out, you know, and and educated ourselves, you know, Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and through Craig doing the research back in 2016 with Charlotte's web and things, we were like, wow, really? Like, we just really couldn't believe it. But the more you look into it and the more you educate yourselves, it's just simple. Mm-hmm. One day things will change, man. It's just how long is it going to be until we get there? Yeah, exactly. We just need to keep the word out there and keep going. Mm-hmm. So know? how can our listeners find your fundraising? I mean, if they wanted to get a fundraiser up and running to help you out and do things as well, could they do that? Um, and if so, how? Yeah, they, they can just go to Mission for Bailey Shakes 
Facebook page mm-hmm. um, and they can just uh, join there and they can just private message me then if they want to. Awesome. Uh, yeah, all his information's on there, all his journey right from the very beginning so they can see him when he was a little lad. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's a big lad. And That's how about it. donations? Can people uh, like donate to the cause? Yeah, I mean, because we haven't got a GoFund page, we have got a PayPal account mm-hmm. um, or ba- Bailey's got a bank account. So if, if they go on his page, they don't want to use PayPal, they can use um, bank transfer. I can give them Bailey's um, bank details awesome. for that. And they can either join the lotto if they want, um, which we do every month and we do different raffles as well. So, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. No, and it, would be, it must be nice to get that help because you're paying 1200 a month for this medication. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've got to keep in front with that because, you know, every prescription's got to get signed off by the home office every time. So, you know, you've got to be six six weeks ahead. Another you know, loop, another... is not easy. Another yeah. hoop for you for, to jump through there. Nice. Absolutely. I mean, we look back on it now as a group and at the very beginning, it was like, okay, we've got somebody to prescribe. What are they write on the prescription? Okay, it's got to be on a specialist pink prescription. Um, right, we, okay, uh, we've got to get a license to import it now. And um, that's going to cost so much. Oh, it's got to go for the home office, right? That's got to be done first. Somebody brings it back over. Then it's huge cost cost implications then for that. So we've broken down so many bars and set everything up as a group as of parents trying mm-hmm. to find out all these different ways of how we can, you know, get it get it over here to begin with. I mean, mm-hmm. when Bailey was on his private prescription, the first one, which was dispensed through our Lloyd's Pharmacy, cost £2,000 for a couple of bottles. The next one would have cost us £4,000. So they were charging um, three times per bottle. So what I did, I actually got his prescription, (laughs) went over to um, Transvaal on a plane with a MP, and got his prescription from there and brought it back illegally because I didn't have wow. a license. I had the prescription, you do so that what you was gotta do. illegal, and I brought it back three months' worth because that's... At like a third of the price. Right, yeah. I had to do it because Bailey would have... He had one bottle of oil left. We couldn't afford to pay that. So, you know, that's what we had to do. I've never broken the law in my life. I've never wanted to do anything like that. I've I only ever flown once. You know, when a law is that unjust, it's our duty to break them. Well, you, you know, I had to do, to do it. Shit. You know, yeah. you would do anything for your child. For your, for your child. Mm-hmm. So I had to put on my big boots and just get on and do it. I've never felt so nervous and anxious in all my life. You know, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do to do that. Well done um, for doing it. You have to. You know, we, we have an amazing group of MPs who are supporting us as well, which they stand up and they, they give it what for in, in Parliament. And um, they are there for us. They see the unjust in it all um, mm-hmm. and just trying to help us. So... Hats off to them as well, and um, Peter O'Carroll at End Our Pain, amazing. Yeah, there is a lot of good people out there. Yeah, I mean, everyone who fundraised for Bailey, we wouldn't be where he wouldn't be where he is now without their help. You know, because we wouldn't be able to afford to get that for him. You know, so he's living his best life because of the love and compassion that people have. Takes a village to raise a child. (laughs) That's the saying. But then, when the people at the top of the fucking food chain there and, and willing to help anybody out, then problems start to happen like what we have now yeah they need to step aside man or get get topped up on the information to do do the right thing they need to come and spend a day in the house in our houses and see what Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. maybe that's what they should do maybe they should be forced to do that yeah i mean on a numerous on numerous topics actually not just you know not just this one there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that's so unjust in this world that you know they could do to make things better but choose not to um disgraceful don't be in that position if you can't help and you don't want to help just mm-hmm. just don't be there isn't it that's right man the, these politicians they should be doing more man they're just not doing enough and it, it feels as if they're they're actually fighting against it more than trying to help it go in the right direction as well yeah that's the way it seems mm. absolutely especially going off the last sort of debate in parliament without a doubt mm-hmm. tragic Bad times so that's it. I thought for a while they were going in the right direction, but since Christmas on that last debate they had, tell the police if your family member comes around and uses cannabis, and you know <laughs> it's like what the fuck is that shit? And then you're gonna lose your driver's license and your passport. Or, <laughs> I know. Uh, oh like, my god! What the fuck happened here? Hold on, you you were going in the right direction <laughs> half hour ago. Oh, honestly, it's it's just the 
whoever wrote their speeches own because mm. they were plainly written for them from the you know they've never been in in that bloody chamber talking about cannabis and yet they're you know trying to talk it all out you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unbelievable unbelievable i was so infuriated i even messaged one of the mps when i was in when she was in the chamber i was so annoyed and she stood up and she said you know rachel and craig from cardiff are infuriated with your flipping comments of you know that it can't be you know it's not tested and all this kind of rubbish that they were coming out with you know it's just so infuriating so they're just insinuating that you just liars or something i mean what what are they trying to say here unbelievable i mean they've got a pot of money they can help Mm-hmm. They can help our kids, right? They could have helped our kids three years ago, four years ago. Ten years ago. Years ago. Could, 20 years ago. They could have been doing so many different things, but they're just ignorant to the truth. But I do think things will change eventually. But, you know, it's just a shame that we have to go through this struggle now and people like you have to suffer and your whole family suffers because of these, these bullshit ignorance about the, the politics. It is. I mean, because it's stopping other parents for wanting to make their children well they can't afford to go out and get a private prescription mm-hmm. you know they've got to sit there and watch their child seize all the time and their because bones they are freaking in the seizure and that because they can't afford it you know they're back and forth in hospital ripping the family yeah. apart then you all come down with illnesses because you're so stressed and backlashes you know yeah. it's just it's just awful and i do feel for those people and what's going to happen people are going to go to the illicit market and, and get something that they don't know yeah. what's in it and that's the danger you know that's the danger they need to be looking at really mm-hmm. by not for not allowing these prescriptions to be written on the nhs yeah you have ever had to go to the legacy market to go and get the no. medicine no no i mean we've had lots of offers from the community which yeah, we're, sure. we're so grateful for which mm-hmm. is amazing but with bailey he, he's very sensitive with drugs as well mm-hmm. um we need it to be the right consistency we, we need exactly. to have the yeah, right yeah. dosage and and things like, like that this one you know? here works we need to try and stick to this you know, exactly yeah. yeah don't rock the boat you know we mm-hmm. need to know it's clean where it is how it's been grown and how it's been extracted you know because all those factors are big you know for daily right. really so we people have said your to own me you know option, grow your it? own yeah, and i was like well i i've only got a little back garden and you know <laughs> i haven't got the conditions right and i haven't got time to be going out there checking the plants make mm-hmm. sure they're you know be, not being contaminated and then when it comes and, to the end and making the end product there the yeah. oil you need how are you going to get that at the right doses yeah it's, you shouldn't <laughs> have to do all of this no. it should be available to you you shouldn't have to go through you you know it's out of the question for you even to for even to be suggested why don't you just no. grow your own so it's it, it we shouldn't even get to that it shouldn't no. even be, be an option you, you should be able to go to the pharmacy and get the medicine well the only medicine that yeah. works for your child yeah exactly i mean you know when we went over to amsterdam and walked into the into the pharmacy and it's like a normal pharmacy mm-hmm. these mps need to go out and look at that and go well actually this oh it's got paracetamol on the shelf there it's got calcol there or and you're like why you know you take a ticket and wait for your name to be called and you've got to pick your prescription up it's just normal i just don't know why they just don't actively go out and actually look at this properly and think, the government's oh, yeah, being bribed is... that's yeah. why it's the only thing it's the only thing that makes sense in my mind i don't see why it would be different any other way man it's, it's the only thing that makes sense they must be getting paid to say no it's just shocking i can't get my head around it i, I don't oh. think i ever will to be honest um so uh, what is Bailey's page? It's uh, Mission for Bailey Shakes, facebook.com slash Mission for Bailey Shakes, or should they just search for it? Just search for it, yeah. Are you on any other social media? you on YouTube? Um, we're like on, oh, no, we're on Instagram, but at the moment we're trying to, and we're on Twitter, but we're trying to get, um, we've got a really good um, friend who's going to revamp all our page and everything to get it all linked in together. Sweet. Um, so that'll be happening very soon once we get this fundraiser out of the way on Sunday now. Um, we're gonna hit that really and um yeah. Awesome. Well, this will this will go out on Wednesday to uh, our listeners. So what what about right. the fundraiser that goes that's on Sunday? Can they get involved in that in any way? Yeah, I mean there's a poster on Bailey's page again, is is through the PayPal. Um there's lots of people dressing up <laughs> in costumes. Cool. Our family's going as uh, the Incredibles. It's a good movie. Yeah, Bailey loves it. It's his favourite. <laughs> he's going to be Dash, so he's not going Seriously. in the water, though. <laughs> he said he'll help Daddy in, but he's not going in. <laughs> I don't blame him. He's going to push yeah. him in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is, um, 
the temperatures really, really well. It's freezing. I think it's about five degrees at the moment. So uh, yeah, it's going to be very cold. I said you need to get a wetsuit for on underneath. <laughs> but yeah, so um, they they could donate through that um, through the PayPal. Um, everything's all on his page to to have a look at that as well and um, all the other events we do. Um, well, it's been a massive pleasure speaking to you, Rachel. Oh, you know, you. it's it's inspirational the things that you, you do, you know, for, for, the, for your child and for everybody else's child by going through all the battles that you go through and dealing with these politician bastards and all these crooked ass people who are just out for the money. And you, uh, you, as you say, you go through it every day, so you don't realize it. And you've been doing it for 20 years. And you yeah. just don't realize how important it is to everybody So you know, oh. keep doing what you're doing, man. Everybody appreciates it. Oh, thank you so much, Percy. And thank you for giving Bailey his voice. I don't know. He's got his own voice. You know, and he seems to be doing pretty well with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I just okay. hope some of our listeners can help you out, you know, we can just try and help you out and get the cause moving faster too. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. Th thank you oh, again for you. coming to thank join so me and, and talk to me about all this. No so. worries. Anytime. Cool. Uh, have a great okay. week. And, and I hope, you too. hope you have a good day on Sunday. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> thank you. All right, thanks, Bye. Rachel. Bye. Bye. So there we go, everybody. That was the interview. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, you can head over to Facebook and search for Mission for Bailey's Shakes and you'll find their page and you'll be able to donate to the cause or help out with some fees to help pay for the medicine because it's a big burden for any family to cover. So if you can support them in any way, then please do so. Now, massively appreciate Rachel coming along and telling us about the story. It's not easy to speak about these things, I'm sure. And we really appreciate you coming along and talking to us. But for now, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Don't forget to leave a rating for the show if you haven't done that yet. Uh, on Friday, we're going to have the grow guides come out and the grow guides are going to be the basic equipment you need to grow cannabis at home. So make sure you download that too. Thank you very much as usual for joining us, everybody. And we'll catch you on Friday for the next one. Don't forget to sign up to the mailing list and you'll be able to join us for the live interview with Jordan River from Growcast and Wolfman as well. So we'll see you then. Have a good week. Bye.